This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Over the next few weeks, our mission is to bring you interviews with key leaders and community members with information you can use while we work together to navigate the impacts of the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Tallahassee Business Podcast is presented by the 223 Agency, a digital relations firm. Hey there, Tallahassee, Jay Revel here. Welcome to another special edition of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. We're coming to you each and every week as our world is battling through all of the challenges with the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, business is not as usual, but we are trying to bring you uh, the best business intelligence we possibly can about everything you need to know to keep your business successful during these interesting times. Uh, and today we've got another great show for you. We've tried to cover a variety of sectors of our local economy, our state economy, uh, in recent weeks, and we've tried to bring you great uh, information about things you need to know uh, to be able to carry on with your lines of business and your everyday life here in Tallahassee. And today is no different. We've got a wonderful guest. We have my friend and yours, Bob Hudson, from uh, Tallahassee Ford. Uh, Tallahassee Lincoln Ford here with us. He's the vice president and the operating partner there. And he's joining us on the show today to talk a little bit about the state of the automotive industry and how his company is working through uh, all of the changes uh, happening in our economy today. Bob, thanks for being with us. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jay. I'm glad to be with you this afternoon. Absolutely. So, Bob, tell us maybe just to kind of get things rolling here a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the history of Tallahassee Ford? Sure, I'll be glad to. Uh, I'm originally from the Tampa Bay area, born and raised in Tampa. Uh, got in the car business after a brief uh, stint in the uh, banking business down in Tampa. Uh, ended up going to work for one of my clients in the banking business. Started that in 1987. Uh, had a chance to move up to Tallahassee uh, in 2000 with a couple of partners, uh, and we purchased what is now the Dodge Chrysler Jeep store uh, over on the corner of West Tennessee and Capitol Circle. Uh, we then had an opportunity to merge in with the Ford store here locally in 2010. Uh, so I made the venture over to West Magnolia back in 2010 uh, and have been here ever since. Uh, I'm currently in another partnership group with a group down in South Florida, not necessarily involved with the Dodge Chrysler Jeep store any, any longer. Uh, as far as the Ford store, there's actually been a Ford store in Tallahassee since 1926. Uh, started as Tallahassee Motors. Um, they moved the location, I believe it was in downtown, out to Magnolia in 1965. And, uh, you know, we had made the most most recent renovations in 2016, uh, and we're um, enjoying the location over here and, and hopefully a lot of success to come. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I knew the company had been around for a long time in various forms, but uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure that it had been around that long. But that's, uh, uh, that's pretty cool, uh, almost as long as uh, the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> Right, um, right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, Bob, t tell us a little bit. Um, you know, again, now you all have a very uh, busy uh, operation there, typically. Uh, but how has this pandemic and and all of the the, the new um, norms for living and operating affected your business so far? 
You know, we've held up pretty well, uh, all things considered, and I consider us to be lucky in the fact that we've been able to remain open, uh, keep our folks here employed, and service our customers, uh, you know, unlike some other dealerships around the country uh, that have either been partially or completely closed down. So we're seeing in April about a 20 to 25% reduction in our business, uh, in our what we call fixed operations, which is our part service and body shop. Uh, and as far as vehicle sales, we're off 25 to 30 percent, um, which is a big number, but, you know, it's something that we're actually, like I said, grateful just to be here and fortunate to keep our folks employed. So we're um, we're getting through things as, as relatively good as we could expect. Yeah, that's good. I, obviously, uh, with <clears throat> changes like that and just with changes, uh, and how everyone's having to operate. I'm, I'm sure y'all have had to do some things pretty differently uh, in your day-to-day. What, what kind of things have y'all had to do to be able to continue to provide that high-level customer service for uh, the people that you serve? Yeah, we're, we're following all the CDC guidelines. You know, we've got much more robust cleaning by our janitorial company. They're using a ton of Clorox every day. Uh, we have our signs up. We've got markings on the floor hand sanitizer station, uh, plexiglass need guards, and in the high traffic areas, uh, we've tried to rearrange our seating in the sales and service lounge. Uh, And, you know, we have our own personnel wiping down high touch points, uh, door handles and things several times a day. So that's, you know, that's it for the CDC guidelines. And then some of the things we're trying to do to be a little bit more convenient for our customers uh, and safe when you bring your car in to the service department where it gets a complete wipe down when you bring it in before it goes in the shop. And then again, it's wiped down prior to delivering it back to the customer. And then those customers that are feeling uncomfortable about even coming to the store, uh, we'll make arrangements to come pick up your vehicle. We'll service it for you, and then we'll return it back to you. And then lastly, on the service front, we do have our new mobile service unit that we can actually come to the customer. Uh, Right now, we're getting our feet wet with it, so we're handling basic oil changes and general maintenance, and we're actually able to perform some recalls as well. So we can can come to you if you can't come to us. Uh, On the sales side, as far as vehicle sales, all of our salespeople have their own personal bottle of disinfectant so they can wipe down cars prior to a test drive. Uh, and we can also do remote test drives and deliveries, so the customer never really actually has to come to the dealership, again, if they're feeling uncomfortable. Um, and we've done about six of those type of deliveries where we've done everything remotely and the customer never never came to visit us at the store. So we're trying to keep up with it and uh, trying to manage it the best we can. That's fascinating. Yeah, I would imagine uh, you, you've probably found a lot of appreciative customers when you're going uh, above and beyond like that. Uh, have you seen any interesting reactions uh, from your customer base and clients uh, with those new levels of service? We have. You know, people, I think, are just um, – they they have a certain comfort level when they know that we're trying. We may, may not be perfect all the time, but, uh, you know, for us to, to remain open, I – committed to our folks that we would try to commit to keeping a safe environment for them to work in, uh, as well as providing a safe environment for the customer. So, you know, we're learning all the time. Uh, the social distancing seems to be <laughs> the biggest challenge, uh, trying to get folks to 
stay six feet apart in our business is often difficult. Uh, matter of fact, I've got a little training aid that I walk around with a six-foot aluminum staff that I created. It's my social enforcer staff, so I can go around <laughs> and remind people of what six feet really looks like because uh, most people are kind of shocked. But we're trying to have a little bit of fun with it along the way and, and keep everybody protected and uh, and uh, take care of our customers. Well, that's good. And, you know, with, with your workforce, salespeople, technicians, how are they holding up? They, the spirit tie, everyone, you know, feeling okay? Yeah, they are. You know, again, we've been blessed to have, uh, everybody in relatively good health. Um, you know, we've got a few folks that are in that bracket of, let's call it the, um, vulnerable age bracket. Uh, and we've had a few that have some underlying conditions that their physician said, hey, it's best that you take a couple of weeks to self-isolate and just to be on the, the cautious side. Uh, but for the most part, we, we employ 105 to 108 associates all the time, including our body shop. Uh, and we've got, you know, most of those are uh, currently employed. So I think they're just grateful uh, to have a job based on, you know, the situations that some other folks are are having to deal with, and we're just happy to be here. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that, that most people probably do not realize is that auto sales uh, are the number one contributor to sales tax revenue, both in Florida and in Leon County. Um, you know, when and folks, if you're listening, uh, that's how we fund a lot of critical infrastructure and many other government services uh, here in the Sunshine State. It's about I'm curious, you know, what, are you, what are you hearing from the industry leaders about the state of the business nationwide and, and, and what people are experiencing? Yeah, Jay, that's a great point as far as the sales tax revenue. Um, the dealerships last year, you probably know, but they contributed 4.4% of the total revenue collected uh, through sales tax last year. And that, that is attributed to about $4 billion worth of sales tax revenue. So it is a big deal um, that the dealers represent. And, uh, you know, as far as the State of the Union, uh, it's kind of projected that April hopefully is going to be the bottom. Um, you know, we've seen – I've seen numbers suggested that the annualized selling rate for April is going to come in about 7.7 .7 million units, which sounds like a lot, but that's down from 16.5 million units as far as a run rate last year. So wow. that's just taking the one month of April and annualizing it. So you're going to have a lower run rate at 7.7 .7 million units. But that's kind of what we're looking at until things start to turn around, uh, which is kind of the magic question, you know, that everybody's trying to figure out. But I don't think it's unrealistic if things don't turn around that the state could be looking at about a maybe a 25% reduction in those dollars. I uh, certainly hope that's not the case, uh, but I think that's at least a possibility if things don't get, you know, turned around here relatively quickly. Sure. You know, and uh, Ford itself, uh, you, you've seen a lot of news probably, folks, if you're listening here. Uh, they've been in the news for a variety of reasons in the last few weeks, one of which is even – shifting to ventilator production in some different factories. What what are the things that are happening at that corporate level with Ford uh, that you're hearing about, Bob, to kind of just respond to this pandemic and um, uh, position the business to succeed in the future? 
Well, you know, I saw an interview with Bill Ford, and, and uh, it was pretty early on, and they just decided that uh, they were compelled to help with the uh, pandemic, and they did start immediately producing uh, the PPE that the country's been pretty short on. So um, they switched over to ventilators. I know they're doing a lot of masks. Uh, they're doing the face coverings, and, you know, that's the main line of production. Uh, but it kind of brings up a couple of fun facts here, if you'll bear with me for just a minute. But um, sure. Ford, I don't know if you know this, but Henry Ford actually created uh, the assembly line. He worked on it back in the early 1900s and was actually got the idea from the meatpacking industry where he saw conveyor belts. And he was kind of enamored with the ability of what the conveyor belt could do to automobile production so in 1913, he perfected it and opened up the uh, concept at the Highland Park plant in Michigan, and they immediately started producing a thousand cars a day, and that was back in 1913. So by 1924, they had built 10 million Model Ts, which to me is just it is just kind of amazing what they were able to do back in those times. Uh, and then another little fun fact that folks may not know is that in 1942, uh, Ford also led an effort um, to produce military equipment. And back in 1942 at the Willow Run plant, they started building B-24 Liberator bombers. So they used an assembly line that was a mile long and ended up producing one aircraft per hour. So they they were able to build over 86,000 planes during the war effort with the assembly line. And in addition, they built tanks and armor cars and amphibious jeeps uh, and built over 277,000 of those. So if anybody gets a chance, I got some neat pictures in the service lounge of of the bombers on the tarmac and the jeeps in the, in the Rouge River. It's uh, pretty interesting huh. stuff. and. So I thought a little bit ironic to bring that up that uh, they helped out in one war effort and I think now is the time they're helping out in a in a separate one is just a little bit more of an invisible enemy this time. Yeah, no kidding. That is uh, certainly a great history, uh, a, a massive uh, you know U.S. corporation that uh, you know we we probably forget when we think about the, the maybe the big corporate offices up in. Uh, you know, Michigan, but uh, it comes all the way back down to the local level. I mean, again, you mentioned, you know, y'all got over 100 employees coming in every day and uh, taking home checks and putting food on the table for their families. And, um, you know, it's a, it's the auto industry is a very important part of, of who we are as a community. It's how most of us all get around. And, um, you know, it's something that we, we want to continue to see succeed. So, that kind of makes maybe takes me to a good a good finale question, which is you know what what are your business projections? What's your what are you personally seeing uh, here on the local level for the rest of the year, and what do you think this all looks like once we get on the other side of it? Well, that's the real question, right? I mean, that's that's the one everybody's trying to figure out. And dealers as a group, we're a pretty uh, we're pretty much eternal optimist. Uh, and, I, and I don't think this is going to be any different than some of the other challenges that we faced. Uh, the real question is going to be just, you know, how long does it take to get to the other side? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, everything that we're seeing from an industry 
uh, is that the bottom has been in April. Uh, the first week of April, we were off about 55%, and, and those are kind of national statistics, keeping in mind that it varies, you know, throughout the country. Uh, but sales were off from the new car perspective about 55%, and then last week they bumped up to being off 30%. So, again, these are big numbers, but we're we're starting to flatten the curve, if you will, and uh, seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. And I think the auto industry is, is a good light into the general economy. Typically, when the auto industry is doing well, it's a good signal that the economy is doing well. So we're hopeful. Um, you know, I think people here generally, I've noticed even just this week, it seems like, from our business, people are starting to get excited about the prospect of coming back to work, uh, just seeing a little bit more activity. Uh, I think people are just, like all of us, they're just, they're really ready um, to take the next step. We want to do it safely, uh, like everybody's trying to figure out, but uh, I'm very hopeful that, personally, my guess is that we're going to be in a, it's going to be a challenge certainly through the second quarter and on into the third quarter. Uh, I'm really, really hopeful that by the end of the third quarter we can come back to some kind of normalcy. Uh, but, you know, the real question for those folks that haven't been as fortunate is what does it look like? Does it take 18 months? Does it take 24 months to get completely back? Um, you know, we'll have to see. But uh, I'm always amazed at what Americans can do when they get challenged, and I really feel like, you know, hopefully we get a chance to some normalcy by the fourth quarter is kind of kind of the long answer. Well, I think there's a lot of people in this community and around the globe who share in that hope, and I can tell you here at the Chamber of Commerce, uh, you know, we have uh, taken the time to call, um, still still working through them, but calling every one of our members directly and. I think you're right. There is, there's certainly concern, but there is a lot of hope. There's a lot of um, anticipation out there to get things back. Uh, to uh, you know, it might be different for a while, but it, but at least getting things back to um, you know a, a higher level of uh, of production, I think, across the community and getting people back to some normalcy and seeing those business relationships that we all enjoy uh, and benefit from uh, working at full speed again. So. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show with us today. Appreciate you giving us an update on this critical industry in our community and, and in every community. And Bob, if people want to learn more about uh, Tallahassee Ford and what you all have going on uh, in the products you offer, where can we send them to? Well, probably the easiest way right now is just go to TallahasseeFord.com. You know, we've got uh, everything on the website. We've got ways to do the remote deliveries. Um, we can handle just about anything that uh, they can throw at us through that perspective. Uh, you can always try us at our phone number, which is 877-1171. Uh, but just uh, want everybody to stay safe out there, and, and um, we're all looking forward to actually being able to shake hands again, I think. Absolutely. You know, I, uh, the shaking the hand, the close the business deal, or just greet someone you're familiar with is something I think we all miss. And Look forward to the day where we can do that again. And, folks, as always, want to thank you for listening in. want to thank you for supporting your Chamber of Commerce and supporting businesses like Tallahassee Ford and others here in our community. Uh, there's never been a more important time to support the businesses down the street and here in the community that we all uh, live in and, and love on. Uh, we
we think that, uh, you know, these are certainly peculiar times, but uh, we want to make sure that our neighbors, our friends, our family are all at work and, and doing well and, and, and continue to move our community ahead. Uh, and, Bob, we want to thank you again for coming on the show. Thanks for um, putting people to work every day, and thanks for helping keep our community on the move. We certainly appreciate you. Well, we appreciate your time this afternoon, Jay, and uh, hopefully uh, Tallahassee stays safe, and uh, we'll get through this together, right? Absolutely. That's exactly right. And, folks, uh, we will get through it. We'll get through it with your help. And, uh, again, we appreciate you tuning in. And, as always, if you want to find the latest information on everything uh, going on in our community as it relates to the COVID-19 pandemic, please do visit our website at www.talchamber.com. That's talchamber.com, where you'll find a variety of resources available to you, folks. We are bringing more content, more business-driven content to you than ever before right now, and you can find all of that on our website. Uh, and make sure you use that. Tell your friends, tell everyone you know in business that that's a premier place to find the information you need to stay successful during this strange and in some ways uh, blessed times, as Bob pointed out. So, folks, thanks as always for listening in. We appreciate you. You can tune in and subscribe to our podcast. We would always appreciate a listen, a share, or a review there via any of your favorite listening devices. And we look forward to talking with you again very soon. Stay safe. Be well.